So hi everybody and welcome to this episode of Security and Two Sugars. So these episodes are set in around the security sofa where I get a chance to speak to some amazing people from the cybersecurity industry to learn a bit more about their lives and their career journeys um, and to find out a bit more about what they're doing now and hopefully it's a chance for them to be able to share a few nuggets of wisdom that they've picked up along the way um, or a chance to offer some advice about things that they've learned you know during the course of their career. So with that in mind my guest today is Chelsea Jarvie and I'm absolutely over the moon to welcome you onto the security sofa. Chelsea, hi. Oh hi, yeah I'm delighted to be asked on the podcast. Well I'm super excited that you um, that you said yes. I, 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 when this was a, a just a mere brief idea in my mind some months ago I am um, I, I, I drew up a list of people that I that I thought oh gosh I wonder if they'd say yes if I asked them and so I was really massively <laughs> relieved and um, thankful that you said yes so it's, it's it's really great um we haven't seen each other for some time I know we met a couple of yeah. years ago now uh, was it probably two or three <laughs> years ago was it <laughs> I think it was yeah I think it was two years maybe coming up for three years actually this yeah this year you, yeah you very kindly came and spoke at NISC for us didn't we and that that was when I spoke to yeah. you um, that when I met you initially so gosh I know time's flying by isn't it <laughs> um and and how's the last couple of months been for you with, with, been with okay. everything going on oh, yeah yeah they've been okay I think for everybody it's been a bit worrying and my parents work out in the community as carers so I think for me I've I've been just really worried about them Uh, but work-wise it's been okay I think there's 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 been quite a lot of security work going around and so it's been fine I think I've personally struggled a bit with trying to keep myself entertained in the house (laughs) I'm usually out and about doing things so uh, that's been a struggle yeah it's been um same really it's been super busy work-wise um but um yeah it's just been a lot hasn't it I think just for everybody and come in such a variety of ways I think in terms of just levels of anxiety covering such a wide vast area I think more so than ever before but yeah but um but 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 not too bad thank you very much well and and one of the things to come out of of this obviously lockdown period has been this podcast so hopefully that's a good thing because I'm not sure I would have had time to put it together otherwise so um so so hopefully it's it's a good thing and the listeners will 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 think that too so anyway so let's settle down then on the um security sofa and obviously my first question um for anyone who's obviously uh, clocked the logo um of the podcast is obviously a mug so my first question to you is um accompanying our chat today what is the beverage of choice that you are drinking <laughs> so because it's a bit later in the day I have a decaf tea oh good and do mm. I and do you have a favorite mug that you use <laughs> so I've just bought a new neon leopard print mug it looks quite crazy and I love it but I've got this amazing Dumbo mug which sounds really it's definitely for kids but I love it because it's obviously got Dumbo flying and then on one side the other side it's got don't just uh, fly soar so I just love it I think it's such an inspirational mug that's my other you just want a bit of positivity first thing in the morning I love that yeah it's definitely for kids but I love it well, why not? And I, I am a bit of a, a leopard print fan as well. So, um, but there's a neon theme in there. Is that is that linked to your new venture? Well, I wish I could say it was, but it was just pure coincidence. Um, but yeah, I, I am into neon these days. Just, I love things that are vibrant. Um, I, I, I don't think I would say I wear neon clothes, but in terms of uh, pictures and messaging and stuff I like it to be vibrant and bright so um yes I'm on a neon venture yeah you are well we'll find out more about your um your your neon venture um hopefully a little bit later on so um <laughs> right so you've got your decaf um tea I'm so glad you said that about the decaf because I'm also I've got decaf coffee um because um I've had way too much caffeine today already so um and it is quite late on the day so um otherwise I'll be talking a million miles an hour um so let's settle down then and have a um a, a bit of a chat so 
Obviously, the purpose of the podcast is to find out more about you and your um, career journey and how you got into the industry. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the design of the podcast is all about finding about more about people and 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 how their uh, careers have moved forward, how they got into the jobs that they're in now, um, you know, and, and, and where that started really, because I think it's so important, I think, for people who are considering to get into the industry or even people who are in the industry and really want to move their careers forward to be able to hear some of these stories because quite yeah. often, you know, you and I, so we meet at events, we meet other amazing people that we see speaking on panels or on podcasts or, um, you know, um, speaking at events about the key issues of the industry. But actually the thing yeah. that we um, that we don't find out as much about is the, the story behind those careers quite often yeah. and actually um you're kind of to blame actually if, if I'm if I'm honest in, in a small way um because when we met at NISC a couple of years ago um you came over to me at the um dinner evening and you said to me yeah. you know what's your what's your story and I was I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, actually I hadn't really been asked that much at that point um and wow. I can't remember what I said actually at the time it was probably I was probably a bit taken aback and it was probably a bit garbled um but um and I it it kind of stuck with me actually about that because I thought actually that's the thing that we don't hear as much and I think sometimes that's the thing that's the really inspirational bit is actually finding out how did how did somebody get from 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 A to B and B to C and so on so um so that's hopefully what we'll find out a little bit more about today so so with that in mind um Chelsea I'm going to take you back to to your school years and if that's a good Mm. place to start and and tell me what what was life like for you at school and what were you interested in um so school was interesting for me I was definitely a teacher's pet and I did love school but I certainly did not love computing and it's something that I do talk about a lot is the fact I just hated computing at school and I I didn't choose it as a subject because I I went through a phase of wanting to do a variety of different things so early on in high school I wanted to do theatrical makeup (laughs) Oh wow! Okay. Not quite yeah. sure. I'm not quite sure where it came from, but um, I investigated that for a small, small amount of time, and then there was various, you know, flurries of of ideas, and then eventually, around sort of third year, so what would I be about fourteen? I decided on pursuing pharmacy. So I loved chemistry, loved biology, and. Um, that's what I thought I wanted to do is help people through medicine. Um, but I wasn't really top of the class bright enough to go in to do medicine and become a doctor. So, um, so yeah, pharmacy was what I settled on. So I worked pretty hard to try and get get all my sciences and get some work experience. So um, the minute I was 16, I left my first job in a kilt shop. I was a kilt fitter wow. for a couple of years. <laughs> very, very random. And um, I left that when I was 16 to go and work in boots and work in the pharmacy so I could get as much work experience as possible so that I was you know, the, the perfect candidate for uh, getting into pharmacy. Yeah, so. Definitely. Yeah, so so that was my sort of goal between well the last sort of three years of of school, um, and computing was just not not something that I was interested in at all. I just found it incredibly boring and stale. So and it it was it was arguably my strongest subject. So before you choose your your subjects for like standard grade and I don't even think we do standard grade now but standard grade and higher when you know when you're early on in high school it was definitely my strongest subject but I chose not to pursue it because I just didn't I just didn't like it at all. Mm. Um, and, you, and you mentioned just now about obviously wanting uh, sort of the interest in medicine and and and, and um, being a pharmacist to, to help people is that something yeah. you had that you knew very early on that that was the type of thing that you wanted to do was 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 to help people in some ways was that something that you that you had that sense of yeah I think I think it was and it's not really something I've reflected on until now <laughs> like during lockdown I've been thinking about why you know why did I want to do pharmacy all those years ago and then why did I end up in computing um and and yeah I think I think I've, I've always just loved helping people and and the the sort of feedback you get and the reward for 
you know when they're when they're pleased or they've managed to achieve something that they wouldn't have without your help and and especially those days in boots working in the pharmacy I loved just having so much knowledge about products and vitamins and illnesses that you could help people with as they came in with different symptoms so yeah I did love that that element of working in boots <laughs> yeah but it's funny that's something that you and I have got in common actually because I worked in boots as well when I was oh, um, yeah I was um I got a job as a, a Christmas temp initially and, oh, yeah. and um just you know on the till and then they kept me on and um yeah I worked there for quite a few years actually and um <laughs> And then, um, you know, just come back from college and work there in the summertime. And I looked yeah. into working at Boots, actually, for um, for, 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 for a career um, mm-hmm. until I realised that actually to be a, a Boots store manager, you have to be a pharmacist, which, of course, makes oh, complete I sense because, because it's a chemist. Of course, you, know, you know, actually, the whole, you know, the history behind it is, is that um, or, or, or that certainly was the case back then anyway I'm not sure if it's changed but um because obviously you're you're actually running a you know a a chemist that Mm -hmm. happens to sell lots of other things and um and obviously I I didn't quite have uh having obviously uh uh having done pretty much all arts subjects (laughs) I wasn't really uh geared up for for that management (laughs) track so then I took a slightly different um, detour but anyway so I also have a, a bit of a um a history of boots as well so so there was something in common there so yeah. oh it is a great place to work as a teenage girl it's it really is boots discount in itself actually it was just brilliant yeah awesome, so. <laughs> yeah oh I had so much makeup and perfume yeah and... It was, I know but very very happy memories of um of, of working in working in boots so so good um so so what was the next what was the kind of the the, the next move for you on from there then I mean how did you how was the transition from there to actually you know kind of really embracing the whole you know computer sciencing or, or computer sciences or you know IT yeah. side of things having had that kind of feeling that actually yes you would get at it but actually wasn't particularly interesting and a bit kind of you know a bit stayed a bit boring perhaps yeah so um so in my final year of school I took chemistry and biology as advanced hires and I had one spare subject a column and you know when you're can't remember what they call it now but when you're choosing all your subjects and the only option I could take was higher computing so Oh, for that year, I just hated it. And I put everything into getting my advanced higher chemistry and biology. And then at the end of the year, I ended up, I, I, I still just don't know how, but I ended up completely failing chemistry and biology and getting an A in computing. And I then ended up getting rejected from uni. <laughs> so I had a conditional offer that relied on me getting um the advanced higher chemistry and biology and then yeah yeah d like it was a straight up fail so i went through it seems like at the time i felt it was one of the most traumatic experiences yeah. of my life because like what on earth was i going to do um i thought i was just going to be I, i'm from perth which is like quite a small it's a, it is a city now but it's a, it's a small place and um I just could think of nothing worse than just continuing to live and work in your in my hometown. So um, yeah, so so during that that first um, during that first year out of school, I then ended up going to college um, for a year where. It, it was it was really rubbish because all my friends were off to uni and I just felt like a complete failure because I hadn't got in and then I was then just. I felt like I was just dossing around really in college for a year working out what I was going to do in my life um but it was it was during that year my mum had really pushed me to look at my strengths and look at what options were open to me um within computing and that's where I found the um ethical hacking degree at Abertee so which is which is really close to Perth it's only about 20 minutes so um and, and I was going to be living at home while I was at uni so so I thought, well, I could help people through this degree because I can help keep their information safe and you know keep their their personal data and their financial data safe from criminals. So yeah, maybe you know maybe I'll like that. 
Um, so so that, that was really it. It was just kind of a leap of faith. And I applied and I got in and but it, it was all just quite strange. When I think when I think back now and people ask me like, oh, how did you get into it? I think, well, really it was just that leap of faith and hoping that I was going to be good at it because I'm not a hacker or really a, a big techie in my spare time. Um, so how was I going to fare <laughs> this degree um, into ethical hacking? And how much did you know about the industry at that time? Uh, how, how aware were you of, of, of info security generally? Literally nothing. Like absolutely not. Like when I, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say it now, but when I started my course, I didn't even know what Linux was. <laughs> I only knew Windows. Yeah. So I was just yes, yeah, so out of my depth. I had a lot of learning to do in that first year of uni. Um, but I got there, and you know, when I started, there was on. I think there was maybe about seventy students who started the course and there was only three women um so we kind of we did stick out like a sore thumb and then I was sitting there thinking I have no idea what any of this stuff is um so yes it was a pretty uncomfortable time I feel like that was the most out of my comfort zone I'd ever been in my entire life so and how do you deal with situations like that so you you've obviously you just mentioned a couple of um you know examples that are really obviously one is obviously the the you know not getting the grades that you that you that you wanted obviously to to go and do um go and do the subjects that you really wanted to do mm-hmm. and then also there I think you know just in terms of you know almost being a little bit out of your depth or feeling a little bit out of your depth you know in that in that first year you know yeah. what what how do you deal with situations like that or how did you deal with them at the time and 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 has how you deal with them or failures or challenges has that changed um over the years do you think or do or do you you still approach things in the same way because I think that's key really I think in terms of how yeah. you move forward sometimes is yeah. everybody has failures everyone's so afraid of failing you know but it those are the those are the times that actually we we get the biggest lessons sometimes um, yeah, and I always think it's what you do with that is, is is the key thing so it's so you know how do you think how do you think how you dealt with things then has, has, has kind of helped you along the way or yeah. or is it been a learning experience um so I think I think probably from that point I've I've learned to get comfortable out of my comfort zone <laughs> so I, I feel like just throughout life now I'm never feeling particularly comfortable um but you learn I guess you learn to to embrace it and and not feel like such an imposter I guess um because you know not everybody knows everything and the people that you look at and you think they know you know they've got it together and they know everything that is to know a lot of the time um but I think during that during that time at uni, I was, um, I think I was driven by the fact that my mum really thought I should do computing and sort of pushed me to do it. But just be- literally just before I started uni, she had been diagnosed with breast cancer. So that first year of uni was was quite stressful at home in terms of mum having to get surgery and go for for treatments and things and me and my mum are super close Mm. so it was quite tough and I think I think that probably it wasn't ever an option for me to to drop out and and once I start something I tend to just keep going until it's complete and rather than I I guess I'm sort of driven driven to just complete things and so there wasn't ever really a point in that first year where I thought of ever quitting or anything it was just I need to do my own research and get up to speed with everybody else that's on this course um, and then it worked out fine actually and in the end I got I, I really wanted to get distinction every year and then get a first at the end and and I'd done that in the first year so I think that sort of gave me a bit of confidence that yeah okay I didn't know what Linux was in the first day but I can do it if I really really try um, so uni wasn't particularly um, a, like a really fun time in terms of going out and, you know, partying and doing loads of stuff like that, because I had a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. 
And and when do you think was the 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 kind of the turning point then in the in the degree for you for, from from sort of feeling like you were kind of feeling your way, I suppose, in the in the, in in the in the first year. You know, was there a mm-hmm. point? Do you think where all of a sudden things started to click together for you, and 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 you could really you could really see this moving forward, and and you know what the options were maybe after that. Um, I think in terms of the course material, I think I probably was. I think personally, I felt like I wasn't very good at it, although my grades said otherwise. I think it was just a real lack of self-confidence. And and I never really, I don't feel like I ever really lost that. But I think I got more confident throughout my degree when I started getting involved in the women in tech groups because I felt like I had a, you know, a group of people within not within my degree course, but within the wider tech community in Scotland um, and the, in the UK, I guess, as well, actually, because I went to conferences down south where I could feel, um, yeah, yeah, more comfortable, I guess. So I think those groups really helped me. Yeah, and I think, well, that's a massive thing, isn't it? Did you say there was three, three yeah. of your course out of how many students? 70? Yeah, there was, I'm sure there was about 70 that started. Yeah. You know, that's, it's kind of a, a big, obviously, you know, you're very much in a, um, you know, a, a, in, in the minority in terms of w- women on the course and, and you know, um, and, you know, studies have shown actually in terms of things like imposter syndrome where you're, um, any scenario where you're not in what is considered to be the majority group, whatever that majority group is, um, you know, there are higher instances of imposter syndrome when you're, you, you know, when you're when you're when you're around that which which I was reading just recently which is, which oh, is quite interesting so, wow. um, yeah. so you know so no coincidence really you know you're getting involved in 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 um organizations where you know you you were you're sur- surrounded by uh you know uh, other women and, and networking mm-hmm. and and supporting one another that you know then there's that, that direct link to to increase confidence yeah. and things like that so yeah. so how did you get involved in that initiative that that network um, so it's actually through one of my lecturers. So Natalie Cool was one of the lecturers at Aberty at the time. She's now the head of school for cybersecurity. And she'd asked me to go, um, asked if I wanted to go to a BCS women's event uh, in Edinburgh. So um, I, well, I wasn't really sure what a networking event was and what you did really um because like networking obviously now you just think oh networking you're just speaking to each other but then I was like I don't know 19 <laughs> I didn't really know what a network especially a, a women's networking event really was um but I booked on the mega bus and went through to Edinburgh and um and went to the event and then you know there's the icebreakers and you got to stand up and say your name and I just felt mortified the whole time mm-hmm. but actually within the first sort of half an hour there was a there was a speed sort of speed networking where you got paired up with different people and the first person that came and spoke to me was a lady called Cheryl from Equate Scotland and I still speak to her now and I've, I was talking at one of her events um, just before lockdown actually and she's been one of those like one of those very first connections I ever met and have had so many opportunities and and like a nice friendship actually with her ever since and it's funny because I can link so many different um, career opportunities or networking opportunities back to that very very first event that I went to um just really not knowing what to expect mm. but that's <laughs> yeah. it I mean I think these things are a bit um they can be quite nerve-wracking actually to go yeah. on the, to those things I mean I think probably up until I'd say five years ago probably for me even I I was very tentative about going to some things it was almost yeah. like my worst nightmare actually to have to go <laughs> yeah. and yeah. you know push yourself forward and introduce, introduce yourself to a lot of people that you perhaps didn't know um uh very well and and and, and just chat to them and I'm, it, it's something yeah. I I've got a lot better at, and actually I really enjoy now actually so it's it's, yeah. it's funny how, how you kind of um you know turn a corner sometimes but I think when you again are taking those opportunities and you're pushing yourself forward and, and doing those things yeah. um like you say if you hadn't have gone 
that day or that evening know. you know and, and not met the people that you've met then yeah. um you know th- then sometimes you're you know the, the the path can go in a slightly different um yeah. a slightly different way so I think it's taking these opportunities and and trying to embrace I think these support networks and um these Definitely. events you know as, as as they're coming along so yeah so um so I know obviously you did you achieved your first class honors um from Abate which is amazing that uh, must have been a real, you know, what 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 a great moment, and and for everything you've been through in your family as well over obviously the preceding couple of years. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was amazing, and at that point, nobody in my family had been to uni, so it was like the first graduation and everything that we'd all been to. So yeah, yeah, it was it was really amazing because I also felt like I'd been one of the only few women. There was only two of us who ended up graduating, and I just thought when I first started the degree that there wouldn't really be any women in this field so I was just personally it was a goal of mine to be this women who you know didn't have a huge interest in tech or or um ethical hacking to start with to just yeah get first at the end Oh, yeah, no, I was so pleased. Yeah, well, fantastic, amazing, amazing result. Um, Yeah, and I think, you know, and not underestimating, like saying, you know, the the pressures and obviously the the anxiety and emotional um, anxiety of of, of what was going on at home with your mum and everything else. So, so, you know, to achieve that is is really outstanding. So, so, so what happened after you graduated? So um, after I graduated, I had been offered a job to work at Prudential. So it was it was really amazing, actually, because between my second and third year of uni, so we do four year courses. So um, I had the opportunity to do two internships during um, during my degree. My very first one um, came through a networking event. It was very random, actually, but I managed to intern at Prudential. and. Um, then the following year, I decided to go to Skyscanner and intern there just to try something different. But the um, Prudential had offered me a graduate job well before I was due to graduate. So I went there after uni and worked back with the team that I interned with um, the few years before, which was which was cool. And I was working in an infrastructure team doing infrastructure security. And I, le- I just learned so much in there. And it was funny because and I talk about it now is like when I um when I first walked in when I first walked on an intern and I saw everybody on the phones I was thinking oh this must be the call center and then they like started guiding me towards my desk right in the middle and I was thinking what on earth is this office life all about mm-hmm. like I, I thought I was working in the tech department and then I realized actually just how much you're on call so um so I got yes I got a bit of a fright during my internships but I definitely knew what to expect uh, going in as a grad but yeah I I learned so much just in terms of my knowledge of my degree you know the book knowledge that you get versus the real life knowledge of how it actually works when you've got real infrastructure and real um real systems and customers to deal with so yeah I really I really enjoyed my time in that area and um, at that point it was I think it was still pretty male dominated at that point but um, but they were starting to get more and more women in and and doing a lot of work to try and get um, more sort of graduates and 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 things as well get fresh talent which was good so it it was a really nice time to work there. And what was it, what were your career aspirations at that time? What, what what was it that you did? You have a plan at that time? It was were you you know did you have a plan that actually you wanted to get to a certain role or a certain certain job? Obviously, having a having had obviously more more background, you know, sort of a, 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 having done a degree, obviously in, in 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 this area anyway, you know, kind of probably knowing yeah. a little bit more about it than perhaps other people do getting into the industry. But did you have a plan? So not not really. I had in my head that I wanted to be a CISO by the time I was thirty. <laughs> just I don't know where it came from, but that was my sort of goal. So um, so I just sort of had in mind that I needed to learn about all aspects of security instead of just the really technical teams. So um, so I had that first role for about a year. <laughs> 
I'm definitely one of these people that changes job quite frequently. And it's not out of, it's not for any other reason that, that I like transformation. And then when things sort of start going into BAU, then I tend to look for the next sort of project. And I, I found um, after my, well, after that first job, I moved, I got offered a role in a sort of another part of Prudential. Um, which I took and that was more the sort of application security so it was quite a different domain for me and then it was in consulting and working on projects and things which was quite interesting and just opened up a whole new world of of security that I hadn't quite understood fully before Mm. um so so that was good and then after after it wasn't too long in that job but um, then a role came up in Education Scotland and it was more sort of overseeing all of security and I felt at that point it would be really good to sort of understand risk and governance and compliance and all the stuff that I felt was quite boring but if I wanted to do a CISO I had to learn about yes. um, and experience so I, yeah I applied for this job in Education Scotland not thinking that I had any because I was only 18 months at uni um, but I got it and so at that point I moved and, and it wasn't really for any other reason than just trying to widen my knowledge and experience um, because the teams at Prudential that I worked with were great and and yeah. I'm actually working back with them now. <laughs> yeah oh, great. okay yeah all these years later <laughs> can't stay can't stay away um <laughs> Chelsea, let me just ask you a second. I just want to home in on something that you mentioned, which is interesting, and probably because it's resonated with me a little bit. um, But you mentioned about, um, obviously, really enjoying the challenge area of a a role. And then when it comes to BAU, then, you know, actually not not being as interested, but actually, you know, I kind of, it's something that, that I recognize in that in, in myself. Yeah. I, I I love the, I love the fight. I love the challenge of, yeah. of, you know, really trying to get something, you know, in, 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 uh, into, into shape and, 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 you know, perhaps not being, you know, when things kind of settle down a little bit, you know, um, yeah. um, you know, feeling a little bit differently about it. So how, um, what, what, Tell me a little bit more about that in terms of of, of, of you and your personality. Is that yeah. what, does, what does that say about you? <laughs> oh, maybe, my, maybe my previous bosses might say different. <laughs> no, um, the, yeah. So I think I just work best in transformation, and and it's really only something I've quite recently recognized and learn to accept because when you leave uni they say oh you should stay in a job for you know at least two years and if you move around a lot it looks really bad and and people always said that when new opportunities came up for me that I was considering was that actually you need to stay in a role but all the roles I went for were were promotions so I felt actually I'm going up the ladder so this is a good thing but then also allowed me to take on a role um you know I I had a vision for all those roles that I did and I really strive to achieve that and and bring in change like positive change and um you know make efficiencies and make security uh, vibrant and a bit exciting and you know take it from its old previous ways um and and make it something that the organization can recognize and enjoy across all you know across all areas um but when it yeah when it goes into PAU I just think I'm not I just don't feel like I'm the best person to lead at that point because mm. keeping things ticking over or making slight improvements is just it's just not what excites me I could do it but I think people or clients would get the best out of me if it's transformation and I've got something I can really just drive forward and and be quite creative with yes yeah I think there's a definitely I think a, a creative aspect of of, of that and and a bit yeah. of um I like to call it hustle you know you're, you're right in the hustle <laughs> of something of 
yeah you know you're having to really think on your feet a lot and you know th- throw yourself into um to certain areas I think there's there's definitely um, yeah. there's, there's there's definitely a conversation over a glass or two of wine I think <laughs> there at some point yeah. between the two of us there's a lot of that recognizing love, what you've just said so yeah. <laughs> I love the word hustle actually for it because you are and you know like particular and that there was just so many things that I wanted to change because not just change for change, change's sake, but change because it was better for everybody. It was more efficient for the public purse. Um, and, and yeah, I, I did have to hustle to try and get, make those improvements and get people on board. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um, but I think the kind of change that you're talking about as well has got, I mean, it's, it has people at the heart of it from every angle, yeah. doesn't it? You know, ha- yeah. how important has that been in terms of your, you know, how you've dealt with things, how you've gone in and taken a new role and things like that? Because I think, you know, it's not something that everybody does, is it obviously put people at the heart of 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 coming in or trying to transform or change or grow or yeah. improve an organisation. And it's actually the thing that obviously I, I believe produces the the, the biggest rewards really um so um you know tell me a bit about that about what your what your what your view is or what your ethos is around Mm -hmm. you know teams and people and 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 getting people I always call it um the way I was term it is 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 getting people to come on the bus with you you know getting people on the bus and coming on the journey with you really if if possible so what's your what are your thoughts around that and how how have you tackled that yeah so I, I absolutely love working with people and managing a team. Um, and, I, and I think that's my niche in cybersecurity is, is I do love making things, feel feel like I'm making a difference and I'm making things more secure for people and um, helping them. Even though, you're, even though you're not directly customer facing in technology, you are helping the customer. So I, I like that. But yeah, I love like sort of cultural change and getting people on board with security I think for me um in terms of sort of security awareness and security documentation I just like to look at things from my own perspective because although I am a technologist I, I don't feel like I'm a real techie so I look at things I feel as if anybody else would and you know things that are boring or big long documents or long-winded processes you know all these things that just put security in the way of your life is is the sort of areas that I like to change and I think from being quite down to earth and recognizing that yes security can be quite boring at times but you know we're trying to make it different and we're trying to make it more vibrant I think people can get on board with that and I think those messages along with um trying to keep people safe and keeping their family safe and their kids safe people people understand that and I, I think when it comes to teams um I don't know <laughs> maybe the people I've managed would say different but I think you know I I'm a people person I love love working with people and I love working with somebody to help them transform so although I like transformation projects I like mentoring and coaching people to get the best out of themselves and you know have the confidence to go for that promotion and and take on challenges and stuff so I sort of I like to have that through my people management is is making sure that people are working on themselves and their own personal development Um, and I think that that helps you know get everybody on board with what you're trying to do and and the transformation that you're trying to push forward and because you're right you have to have the people on board otherwise you know what what are you doing well what sort of leader are you yeah Um, yeah well, yeah. Then there's well a lot, lot of lot of different leader leadership styles. I think are, are out there still. Um, um, yeah. So I think there's lots of different people have, have kind of you know differing differing views on that. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and, and seeing that I think more so than ever in the last couple of months actually. Um, yeah. So question for you then: uh, Which gives you the biggest buzz? Um, your success or seeing other people succeed with your help and support? Oh, seeing others succeed. So people, you know, wanting to go for promotion and or wanting to go for a role that they don't feel confident 
of and uh, or to go for and then helping them you know prep and get ready and then you know the buzz of of them getting the role I just love that yeah love that or you know whatever it is (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking I just have one lady in mind um who I'd helped when I think about that so um but yeah no I think it seeing other people being able to to achieve something that they maybe hadn't thought that they could have a lot yeah. yeah absolutely good so the next role obviously so you had the um the role of head of security at education scotland and then obviously you went on to be security operations manager um at scottish Gov. the the um social what department it was? The social yeah, security. social security. Social security. Social security director. Yeah. 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 And then, so, how was that role for you? Yes, yeah, so that that was another transformation role. So, and that that was the one that I spoke about in NISC was, um, taking on that role and building out the security operations area from scratch. So it was a really unique opportunity to go into a brand new public and be able to build a security team that you know there's not many opportunities like that come along so so yeah that that was amazing um but there was the challenges of trying to recruit around sort of 30 people in the public sector and there's you know the stigma with public sector there's the wages with public sector um so that that was quite a challenge and I did have to get quite creative um with how I managed managed that area um but yeah that that was just such an interesting role and I think it was so high profile um and it was it was demanding in terms of um resourcing time scales um what we were doing hadn't been done before so uh, yeah I learned I learned so much in that role I really did and so obviously you've kind of moved on from that role and um, to establishing your own business this year so obviously mm. at some point the CISO CISO role that you've that you had in your site a couple of years ago yeah. um has kind of taken a slightly different different path yeah. tell, tell me about that yeah I know what I I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I've got a couple of years left, I guess, if I still want to do a CISO role. But the yeah, yeah, I decided to to go out on my own, which was really daunting and another real step out of my comfort zone. And yeah, but I'm glad I did it. So it was about it was just over a year ago now um, that I went out and went out on my own. And it's been, I've just had so much support. It's been amazing. And I think the network that I managed to build up right through uni and my career, me in terms of getting work and contracts. And um, I've just, I've, I've done a load of different things over this last year in my, through my company. And I've got plans for what I'm going to do going forward, but I'm, I'm kind of just seeing what comes along because so far, I've just had a lot of sort of random, exciting opportunities that I've been able to just go for, um, which I've, I've enjoyed. So I was working with Skills Development Scotland at the start of the year on doing analysis across Scotland of how industry engages with education when it comes to cybersecurity and you know how we can start addressing the working together to address the skills gap so that was really really interesting and my network really managed to um help me get a lot of the knowledge that I needed to go back with recommendations so that was cool and then you know one of the first roles I was off some e-learning um around security awareness so it's things like that that you just never really see in in your path that just come along so so I really I really enjoyed that um about being kind of self-employed well and it's having the variety isn't it yes because you know you're engaging with so many different types of businesses and what their specific challenges might be and you know I think it's 
you know, being able to be immersed as well, actually, in, in, yeah. in different uh, business models, different requirements, different cultures. You know, I think that that kind of experience is, yeah. is, is invaluable and it's exciting and it changes, you know, it changes all the time. And, you know, that, that, yeah. that's certainly our, you know, our experience, obviously, um, with what we do is, is, is that, so, you know, could be working on a, a number of different projects you know um you know and and changing within a very short um space of time so um so and it is a very brave move to set up uh, you know on 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 your own but I think you know like like you've said you know in terms of the the network that you've built up and um and things like that I think it's 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 a brave leap of faith but you know (laughs) one that the, the one that's going really well by the sounds of it yeah yeah, yeah, I believe with faith getting into security. Um, but, but yeah, I think it it works for me because I do like that transformation. And instead of being in a permanent role um, for a certain amount of time and then leaving, this this just works because I can come in, you know, do drive forward, you know, whatever it is that you need. And then once it starts going into BAU, then, you know, something more permanent takes over. So so definitely, definitely works for me just now. Um, But ideally, you know, I don't want to be doing like contract work forever. So I'm still trying to work out and develop what it is that I want to do longer term. But everything that you're doing is 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 gaining experience across you know such a wide you know variety of, of, yeah. of areas like you say so yeah you, you 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 can then pick and choose what it is you you know what you want to do next and and what your yeah. next move will be so um so just let me just ask you we talked a little bit obviously early on about the 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 network that you were involved in back at college and I know that um you know, giving giving back and helping people is obviously something that clearly that's massively important um, to you. Um, what and actually, it's you know, I think it's something that actually is is really I've seen much more of in the infosec community over the last yeah. couple of years. I think we work in a in an amazing community actually, where I think people yeah. really do want to try and help one another and 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 to try and. Um, you know make introductions and help and support and things like that and I, you know I'm not saying across the board you know, across the board but I think there is definitely that sense I've I've, I've noticed a real shift um I haven't yeah. been in the industry for gone over 20 something years now ridiculous but um but you know th- that wasn't the case 10 years ago you know it wasn't it didn't have that that feel about it and it definitely does yeah. now and there's been a real mm-hmm. shift which is which is great so so yeah. w- what kind of um I know it's very important to you so what kind of what kind of things are you involved in from 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 that perspective um yeah. in terms of you know the the give back I think I think all of yeah. us are, are kind of more interested in in that now about how do we help people how do we support people how can we give back a bit more so yeah, what, what, what are you doing in those areas at the moment so I love giving talks <laughs> So it's one of the things that that I've always loved. It's just exactly this. So telling my story about how much I didn't like computing, and because I find it quite daunting when you hear people in industry, um, and particularly those that you look up to, who um, who you would like, you know, you aspire to be. But, you know, they've, they've always been into computers and, you know, like they got their first computer when they were like five years old. And you think, oh, God, that's not that wasn't me. And so I think it's I, I like telling the story that actually you don't have to have always been into computing to then still get into it and enjoy it um, when, you know, as, as a career when, when you're older. So I, so I like that. And I like coaching and mentoring. Like, I just love speaking to people and helping them through whatever their problems are and I think particularly younger women who are at the start of their at the start of their career and and they're working out what's the best career route for me and should I take this opportunity or that you know and I've been through those those times and and then I've also been through times in my career that have been awful um and and the workplace is, and, and, and cybersecurity has not been a good place to work so um so I enjoy I enjoy sort of giving back in terms of my knowledge and just my experience to to help others maybe have a, a bit of an easier path. Um, 
and restart there. And I think, yeah, and I think it's having the confidence to do that as well because I think some people don't, or they sort of assume that perhaps they're not in the place where they can help and support. I remember yeah. quite a few years ago now, somebody came up to me at an event we were chatting, and they said, "Oh, have you have you thought about mentoring?" And I was thinking, "Yeah, I have actually. I've thought about getting a mentor." And they said, "No, no, no. Have you th- have you thought about mentoring somebody else?" And I was like, "Oh God, I hadn't." It hadn't occurred to me that, you know, I that that perhaps I had anything, you know, to to, mm-hmm. to kind of offer or, or that that could help, you know. And I think yeah. sometimes you 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 don't realise some of the things you know until yeah, you definitely. start to help and um, and other people perhaps to be able to share some experiences you've been through or how to deal with certain situations and things like that. Um, yeah. And um, you know, so I think it's having a bit more confidence to to realise in yourself what what yeah what your what your perhaps your achievements are a little bit that that can help other people yeah. um and I think we can all do that at whatever whatever stage you know uh, in in our careers that we're at but but sometimes it's it's, it's not obvious sometimes yeah. but um but yeah it's great and, um and um so are, are there any particular initiatives you're involved in I know there's a there's an amazing sort of there's amazing groups in Scotland you know that are um certainly around cyber security and info security and things like that yeah. are there any particular initiatives you're involved in particularly so we've been a STEM ambassador for years so since I was in second year of uni I went went to the training just as I was starting to get into the women in tech um the women in tech space so, yeah, so I've been doing STEM, STEM ambassador work for a while and I think doing the work with Skills Development Scotland um, around the engagement between industry and education really helped. Even, so even though I know a lot of the initiatives that are around, um, it helped me see actually so much more that I could be involved in that I'm just not. Um, so there's definitely, right now, particularly during lockdown, I've not done a huge amount, but I need to get back into it. And I think, um, so there's things like the live lessons that Skills Development Scotland do, and um, I'm due to be writing a blog for them actually soon. So I need to get I need to get more into all the initiatives that, that I found during my research with, with them. Um, but then as well, it's, I don't know. So a lot of the things were sort of school related and things. And I need to try and work out actually what's happening now and what's happening remotely that I can get back involved with. Because I've yeah fallen off the wagon slightly um, over the last few months. Well, I think it's been hard, isn't it? I think, you know, with the you know every everyone's been all out you know yeah. schools you know businesses you know everything's been so um so difficult hasn't it Over yeah last, definitely you know, it's just, just a question of of how things look moving forward when obviously mm-hmm. the, the school terms are due to start again after the holidays so yeah. um yeah seeing that great um Chelsea that's been brilliant I've, I've I've loved hearing that because I didn't you know we we haven't had this opportunity to have this conversation before so this is, this is brilliant yeah. for me hearing 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 this um also for the first time and um and it and and you are completely inspirational um I I, I really um you know I, I admire you so much I think for, for everything that you that you've done and that you are doing and I think mm-hmm. your approach as well I think within you know within businesses and and you know, in terms of coaching and mentoring and developing people, is is absolutely what we need more of. Um, you know, as as female leaders, but also obviously yeah, particularly yeah. in our industry. So, um, so it's great that that you're out there. So, thank you for 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 everything that you are that you are doing. So, um, so I'm going to finish up with our rapid response questions. Um, so. I've got six questions just to ask you to just kind of get a little bit more of a sense about um, about who you are before we say goodbye. Um, okay. So my first question is, what is the most memorable concert you've ever been to? So the most memorable has to be when my mum and dad took us to see the Rolling Stones. Oh, <laughs> when wow. I was 13 years old. Yeah, it was. It, I wasn't um, hugely into the Rolling Stones. But the the concert was absolutely amazing. We had a great time. Awesome. Where was it? It was in Hamden. Is that wow? wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. Um, yeah. Okay, number two. Um, what is? <laughs> it's a big question to ask in a rapid response. I know, but what is the biggest challenge today uh, <laughs> that we're facing in infosec as you see it? 
Yeah. And so there's there's a lot of challenges. Yeah. <laughs> and then one one that I'm quite passionate about is um is the people element. So the fact that we we spend so much money on security tools and we don't train staff not to click on a phishing email. Which I think after all these years um of phishing going around and us having phishing awareness is crazy. So so yeah, I think that's an area that we need to focus on. Um, and get better at and what do you think is is you know we talk a lot about culture and you know security culture and, and yeah. things like that putting it you know um do you, do you see it getting better out there yeah I think so I think people are really looking at the way we operate as security teams and looking at actually do everybody else in the business understand our messaging and what we're saying and the policies that we're writing? Because we write it from a real security perspective and actually we don't write them from a user perspective. You know, how how do they understand what their responsibilities are? Or, you know, how do we make our messaging not boring and relevant to them? Because, you know, in reality, security messaging a lot of the time is boring. Um, but, yeah, I think we're getting better at it. I do. And that's why I think it's really important to get, you know, different people into the industry as well who yes. are able to better communicate, communicate yes, those, those things a bit better, um, who don't necessarily come from, from those traditional backgrounds always. So, um, yeah, so good. Excellent. So number three, um, what has been your all-time favourite box set binge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so... I the only one that's now springing to mind because I've just watched it is Jane the Virgin. Oh, I haven't seen <laughs> it's that. The most, oh, do you know what? It's like it's it's probably the worst, but <laughs> there was about seven seasons of it, and during lockdown, I've just watched the lot. <laughs> so, Brilliant. It's right. pretty bad, but give it a go. <laughs> This is great. I love adding that question in because it's secretly just a list of recommendations for me because I'm, I'm always looking for new box sets to get into. So just making a quick note of that. So good. Okay. Um, so question number four, who is your InfoSec Shiro or hero? Yes. So I love this question. So I feel like my hero has to be Natalie Cool, my lecturer from Aberdeen. I just think like as as a lecturer, she was amazing. And as a woman in InfoSec, she's amazing. But then she's also balancing, you know, a really um, intense role with a family. And I think that's just so impressive. Because without a family, I'm just like, how on earth do you do? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think um, she got me into the whole women in tech scene. And, um, yeah, she's definitely my show completely inspirational great yeah uh, and I know what you mean I absolutely take my hat off to those to those people who were juggling particularly again in the last couple of months who've yeah. you know, been, oh. been doing you know the the, the the juggling and trying to balance everything with, with families it's it's been incredibly yeah. tough I absolutely um take my hat off to them um uh so number five is what is your ultimate comfort food so I do like Mexican food, so lots of fajitas or nachos. <laughs> Could binge yeah. on them, definitely. Lovely, and uh, wash down with a with a beer. Yes, or, or, or a, a margarita. <laughs> or a margarita. <laughs> Any of the above. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm a Mexican food um, addict as well. Um, and the last question, which is, I know sometimes is a bit of a tough question, but um, Chelsea, how do you think people would describe you in one word? Uh, chatty. Chatty. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you ask anyone that question before you came on <laughs> no no I didn't I've not had anybody to ask actually but I'm 100% sure that's what they'd say Chatty, lovely well it has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, oh, thank um, you. And, and hearing your story thanks ever so much for, for taking the time to, to come on um I'm sure there'll be people who listen to this who who want to see find out more about what you're what you're doing um so I know your company we, we kind of talked about the neon earlier on um Yes. Uh, Chelsea so do you just want to just um, let people know where what the contact details is for, for Neon Circle yeah so um, you can get me at chelsea at neoncircle.co.uk 
or I am on LinkedIn, Twitter, um, and I've got a website, <laughs> chelseajarvey.com. <laughs> Um, you can definitely save me. And a very nifty new um, uh, uh, clothing website, which oh I God, saw you yeah. post out on the other day with very, very cool alpha female um, T-shirts <laughs> on, which I'm literally, I have one in the basket at the moment. So you will be seeing oh. one come through for me <laughs> many times soon. So, oh, um, yeah, so that. yeah, that's great. We haven't had a chance to talk about that, but that's neonthreads.co.uk. And that's yeah, very cool. Threads. So yeah, love that. <laughs> So, um, so yeah. So, thanks ever so much, um, Chelsea. Thanks for coming on. It's been a delight yeah, chatting to you, and I look forward to catching up with you in person sometime soon. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Thanks very much. Thanks.